Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Hello Watoto family. I greet you all in the most wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. We are one week away from our annual My Miracle Missions Offering. I know you are getting ready for it just like everyone else. We look forward to giving a big offering to advance the kingdom of God. Now, I want to read you some scripture even as we prepare. And it's actually coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, part of it, and then chapter 9. It was literally what Paul Paul was doing to prepare the church in Corinth for their offering, a big offering to help the believers in Jerusalem. And here's what Paul does. He starts by giving a testimony of the churches in Macedonia, and then he begins to prepare the church in Corinth for the offering, and he encourages generosity finally. So what testimony does he give? 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verses 1 to 5, he says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Nothing could stop their generosity. For I testify, Paul says, that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently, pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. They couldn't wait to give. And they exceeded our expectations. Paul was bragging on their generosity. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then by the will of God, also to us. He celebrated the generosity of the Macedonian churches that didn't have much but they were generous. In fact, it says they were shocked by their extravagant generosity. And that's been our story when it comes to the miracle offering. We as pastors have been shocked at the exceeding extravagant generosity of the people at Watoro Church. And this testimony is being told all around the world how a church in Africa can give a big offering for the sake of missions. And then Paul goes on to start preparing them in some practical ways uh, and how they could get ready. Uh, but then later in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, where our theme verse comes from, he begins to encourage generosity. And that's what I want to do today. I want to encourage you uh, today as we get ready for our miracle offering next weekend. 2 Corinthians 9 verses 6 to 15, Paul says, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then verse 8, and God 
is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. And that's what we do with our miracle offering. Their righteousness endures forever. Now, he, listen to this, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Amazing scripture. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. This is Paul. He almost, they were taking an offering and it was like, just we're going to take an offering next week. And verse 14, it says, and in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. What other church? Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Wow. What a portion of scripture. And through this scripture, I want to stress a very important theme that Paul highlights even as he encourages generosity. And this is it. God is the unrivaled provider. And that's what I want to talk about. We see it in the churches in Macedonia. Their circumstances were difficult, but the people of God gave exceedingly abundantly beyond what Paul could even imagine. And how did that happen? Through God's work in their hearts and God providing through them. God is the unrivaled provider. In scripture, we see it. From the book of Genesis, he provides a garden for Adam and Eve. Right after that time and mankind became really evil and God pronounced judgment, he provided safety through an ark. Noah and his family were safe. We see God providing for Abraham and Sarah who didn't have a child. And he said inside you, even if you're barren now, there's a nation there. We see him providing when he asked him to let go of Isaac, his first born son and God introduces himself to him on the mountain as Jehovah Jireh the Lord who supplies our needs. We see God providing manna in the desert and water for the nation of Israel as they were making their way to the promised land. We see him providing for them land and giving them their portioned pieces. That's who God is. In the New Testament you see God providing through Jesus, multiplying 
bring five loaves and two fish to feed the multitudes. In the, in the book of Acts, we see God providing through his people so that there was no need. Everybody had. And this was a work of God. My friends, we can look back in history. No one can come close to who our God is when it comes to providing. He is the unrivaled provider. And in this portion that Paul writes to encourage the church in Corinth, he emphasizes that point as well, reminding them that God is the unrivaled provider. Three things that God will provide for us, my friends, even as we get ready to give our miracle offering from this portion we've read. Number one, God is the one who is going to provide the seed that we are going to give, the resources. 2 Corinthians verses 9 and 10 says this, Now he, God, who supplies seed to the sower, it's God. Everything we are going to give in the next week and the next number of weeks comes from God. He's the one who gives us seed. Each time God blesses you, a part of that blessing is actually seed. Now the temptation is this, we want to eat the seed. <laughs> we we want to eat the seed. And if we eat our seed, we won't have any more to plant and have a harvest. It won't be there. So as we get ready to give, I know that whatever you and I are going to give is coming from God. He's blessed us and he's given us the seed. That's the unrivaled provider. He's asking us to give and then he provides for us what to give. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase what? Store of your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. That's what it says. God wants to increase our capacity for generosity by enlarging. That's what it says, increasing our store of seed. That's why we're saying, hey, God, this year we want to take it further to one and a half million dollars. Now, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 says this. As long as the earthen doers, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. This was after the flood. God was establishing a covenant, re-establishing a covenant with Noah, and it speaks about seed time. There is a time to plant, and that's the time we're in. This miracle missions offering time is seed time. Every farmer knows when you sow seed, you can expect a harvest. You can. And we should expect a harvest. It's not wrong for us to expect a harvest when we give into God's work. Paul says, you will reap what you sow. That's the biblical principle. Now I know it has been abused in some instances, but does not negate the power of the principle of sowing seed into God's work. All right, let me go to the second thing that God provides for us and no one can come close to his provision. Secondly, in that same portion of scripture we just read, it says, now he who supplies seed to the sower 
will also supply bread for food. So not only does God give us what we are to give to advance his kingdom, God cares about our everyday needs. He's the unrivaled provider. Jesus taught us to pray, give us today our daily bread. And God wants to provide for our everyday needs. And he does in amazing ways. When Paul was celebrating the, the generosity of the church in Philippi, he reminded them about this principle when they supported him in the ministry. He said to them in Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. He was telling them, hey, God has the ability to Provide for all your needs in accordance to his riches in glory. In fact, in Philippians, Paul talks about he knows what it means to have much. He knew what it meant to have little. But he has learned to be content in all circumstances. And then he says, the way I do this is through Christ who strengthens me. Because our ultimate source is not our salary or the business deal. Our ultimate source of provision for all our needs is God. He is the unrivaled provider. He will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. My friends... Things can change here on planet Earth. The economic trends can be negative. But heaven is not going through a crisis. God Almighty is not at all shaken by the things that shake the earth. We can fully trust Him to supply all our needs in accordance to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So He will supply bread for food to meet our everyday needs. Finally, God the unrivaled provider, Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 14, and this is referring to the prayers of those who, are, who have been blessed by our generosity, he says something important. He says, and in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you. And he gives the reason. Because of the surpassing grace God has given you. God is the unrivaled provider when it comes to grace. Paul talks about this surpassing grace that God has given you. Watoto family, I tell you, we live by the grace of God. Everything we have is by the grace of God. Everything you have and your family never ever forget. Yes, you have worked hard. You have uh, uh, um, uh, gone out and, and gone and uh, done that deal. And you have gone and looked for that job. You've done all those things. But don't you ever forget you are not doing it alone. You are being carried by this surpassing grace of God. And here Paul says it is a surpassing grace. God is the 
unlimited, unrivaled provider of grace towards us. Surpassing means His grace is exceptional. It's extraordinary. It's remarkable. It's outstanding. None can compare to this gift of grace that God gives to us. It's phenomenal. It's rare. It's great. It's supreme. It's incomparable. It's incredible, unrivaled. It's matchless, unmatched, unequaled. It's peerless. That's the kind of grace that God provides for us. It's awesome. It's tremendous. It's wondrous. It's superior. That's the special grace that God gives to us. And we can't take it lightly. Now, when it comes to the subject of grace, there is grace for salvation. By grace, we are saved through faith, not by works. We are saved by grace, and that's God's work. But not only does God give us salvation uh, grace, God gives us grace for everyday life. And that's what I'm talking about today. The unrivaled provider wants to give you grace beyond your wildest dreams to help you thrive in everyday life. As I begin to close, there are some declarations here that come from that acknowledgement of the grace of God upon our lives. Listen, everything you have, including the seed that we are going to give and the bread for food every day is a provision of God's grace. He gives us these things by His grace. Grace simply means the unmerited favor of God. We don't deserve it. We don't earn it. He simply does it because he's God and he is good. And he says, hey, what sort of family? I want to pour my grace on you so you can be generous and you can advance my kingdom. And he releases that grace upon everything we do. And like Paul, we can say, by the grace of God, I am what I am. By God's grace, I have all that I need. By this surpassing grace of God, I can thrive beyond my abilities or even qualifications. That's what the unmerited favor of God does. By grace, I have supernatural strength for today and I can have bright hope for tomorrow because of His grace. By grace, you will see miracles in your life and in your family and in your workplaces. It's the grace of God. By grace, we will do the impossible and we shall write some history and see Africa redeemed and transformed by the power of the gospel. It's going to be by grace. By grace, we're going to plant more campuses. By grace, we're going to reach our schools. By grace, we're going to get more properties. This is God at work. By grace, you will succeed. By grace, you can say to yourself, I will scale the mountains that stand before me. By grace, you can declare, I have all authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. This is what the grace of God does for us, gives us the authority. 
by grace, my friends, as we are faithful to God, by His grace, He will break the cycle of poverty that may have held you back and joblessness. He will break any bondage in our family line. Money cannot do that. Only God's grace can. And it is a surpassing grace. By grace, He will redeem your family. By grace, He will rescue your kids. That's what the grace of God does. By grace, we will live to see our children's children and leave them an inheritance. This grace, my friend, only comes from God above in heaven. By grace, you are blessed beyond the curse. This surpassing grace is the unmerited favor of God. By grace, you will get what money cannot buy. Peace, joy, sleep, happy and blessed families, divine protection, a good name, divine favor. All of this is an act of the grace of God. And when they, at the church, when Paul was writing, he reminded us that when people are blessed by our generosity and their hearts go out to us, there's a reason why. It's because of the surpassing grace God has given you. God is the unrivaled provider. He's going to provide for us seed to sow. He's going to provide for us bread for food, meeting our everyday need, but He's also going to provide His surpassing grace. Let's get ready to experience a new level in the grace of giving here at Watoto. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,